For another nitty gritty Niners Talk episode. What's going on, everybody? Before we get this show started, I just want to say what's good, my peoples, man. Thank y'all for participating on this show. Tony, you got to unmute your mic so we can go ahead and hear from you, man. How you doing, Annie? What's good? Welcome back. Good to have you back. How you doing out there? Um, as, as good as you can do, as good as it can be right now. I mean, that's like the best fake smile I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> life. Like, you're trying, you're trying real hard. I love it. Tony, the GM, how you doing, baby? Oh, I don't know how I'm doing. Yesterday was rough. Um, you know, touch on some things tonight, the trade rumors and all this stuff. But clearly, I think finally um, we have an answer going forward with this organization. So we'll get into oh, that tonight. Can't wait to hear what you got to say. Donnie Darko. I got the Darko background going popping. Yours is the light over in the background. Yo, what's, what's good, Donnie? How you doing, baby? <laughs> yeah, I've seen better days, man, to be honest. But you know what? We got a great, you know what? We've been put to the test this year, man. It's easy to do a show when your team is excelling and kicking ass. You know what? We're still here. We're still faithful. And uh, we're, we get it popping, man. I'm not no worried. No doubt, man. No doubt. And shout out to everybody that's watching right now and everybody that's going to be listening to the Nitty Gritty Podcast on tomorrow. We thank y'all for tuning in again. You know, we lost yesterday. We'll talk a little bit about it later on. But let's get to these formalities real quick. Listen, if you're on Facebook, make sure you give us a like and a follow on Facebook. That's at Nitty Gritty Niners. If you're on Twitter, you can follow us at Nitty Gritty, the number nine ERS. Yes, I finally got it, you know, put up there the right way when trying to brand all that good stuff you know what i'm saying you can go on ig make sure you give us a follow follow at nitty gritty niners we got our own youtube url shout out to you guys for getting us over 100 subscribers so we got the url popping that's at nitty gritty niners it's official it's no more like hg2kb2ll whatever it's no more of that it's nitty gritty niners and while you on youtube smash that like button please when you subscribe to the channel whenever you see a video up there make sure you guys smash that like button listen to those that are listening to us on our podcast we have our own channel on anchor.fm that's anchor.fm backslash nitty gritty niners all the episodes are going to be up there if you listen to the podcast you will hear that they sound a little bit different donnie and i we go in the studio and we kind of like do some 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 overproduction you know we, we do post-production on the joint so you're gonna get a beat in the background and it just sounds real good so make sure you guys are subscribed to us um on anchor fm and if you like apple podcasts like i do of course we're on spotify and all your other streaming networks but for 
our Apple Podcasters. Make sure you subscribe and make sure you hit those five stars. Last but not least, shoot us an email at nittygrittyniners at gmail.com. Sometimes you guys want to vent and I would love or Donnie would love to read these emails so we can answer your questions right here live each and every Monday at 7 p.m. All the formality out the way. I'm glad we got those over with as quickly as I could, man. I messed up like 55 times, but that's how the 49ers looked yesterday on the field. Messing up 55 times, and they ended up losing to the Seattle Seahawks. <sighs> I got to post it. I got to post it, man. 27 to 37. That was the final. Thoughts, guys. Thoughts on the game real quick before we break this joint down, man. Who wants to go? I'll go. You can any mini money mo for all I care. I just don't want to go. I I nothing but not been it last night. You know what? Um, I'm gonna you guys all know. Everybody here knows that I have been the biggest supporter of Jimmy Garoppolo since day one. Okay. I still support Jimmy Garoppolo. I still think he's got um a great future ahead of him if he wants to have one. But I think we watched him play probably his last down as a 49er yesterday. Hmm. I wonder if we're gonna get a consensus on the show tonight with all four of us. Annie, your thoughts, 27-37. Yeah, I mean, just overall, if you want to beat the Seahawks, you have to be great on offense, defense, and special teams. And we weren't even good on one of those. We were awful on defense, awful on offense, and awful on special teams. So we're not like Seattle. I mean, really, they only need Russell Wilson to be playing good to win. They don't need their defense to be great. They don't need everything else, but you need that when you're against them. So, Good point. Tony? Yeah, there's a lot to touch on. Um, I mean, uh, the first, when they went, they, they kicked off, Seattle got the ball. The defense, I was like, wow, the defense came to play. All right, they're going to try to put the clamps on this guy. And they stopped him, and then we did some stupid-ass shit with the – what do they call that, the wildcat? But yeah. I'm not going to even get into that, the play calling with that. Clearly, there's a reason why this team did not renegotiate Jimmy's contract to open up more cap space to make more moves, add people, extend other people, whatever you want to say. And I'm sorry to say this, but yesterday was kind of icing on the cake for me because there's only so many times you can give this guy a break, a pass. Okay. Yeah, he had the ankle. All right. Well, if he really was that hurt, he should not have been playing. That's number one. Number two, when he sustained the injury, right? Versus, who was it? The Jets. Yeah. Versus the Jets. He stayed in the game and went eight for eight on no drives and, and putting the ball in the end zone versus an, a very aggressive defense. And he looked fine. I mean, you know, the ball was coming out. He was firing the ball. He, you know, he would limp off after he released the ball. But, like, and then he plays Seattle and he just looks like he's gun shy. If his first read isn't there, he freezes. And, you're a $27 million quarterback, okay? You need to make those throws, no matter what. I mean, you, you're starting to see the players get frustrated. You're starting to see the hands go up in the air. With Juszczyk standing wide open on the sideline on, the, on a designed play to go to Juszczyk, and he didn't even look at him. So that's just a quick uh, brief uh, how I feel about that. I mean, the scary thing for me is, though, what was it? How many points did we finish with? 27, right, Wayne? Yeah, we finished with 27. Yeah. Okay. Well, from halfway through the third quarter to the end of the game, 21 of those, no, 20 of those points were scored by Nick Mullins. And there was a big difference in the look of the offense, meaning going 
not fully downfield, yep. but there was some vertical presence in the game rather than horizontal. I mean, there's a lot of factors to factor into that. Too. There is. Yeah, I mean, Seattle's changed their defense up. You know, yeah. They I mean, one more event. That but, last drive, they were full prevent. I'll say that. Yeah. But like, when I, Nick came in off the bench, mm-hmm. they weren't in full prevent. They weren't in full prevent because they they were pass rushing. Obviously, Bobby Wagner tried to get to Nick Mullins as quick as he could, and the ball went tipped in the air and almost got intercepted. So you're yeah. right. That first drive, you're absolutely right. Also, Nick just threw the ball up and said, George, go get it. That, that In double coverage. That's not a great yeah. throw. Excuse me. That's not a smart throw. I want to say that. It wasn't a great yeah. throw either. It's not. Look what happened. But it was a throw. It got the team excited. It got the team riled up. Obviously, we lost George Kittle. We'll get to that real soon. But the team got on some type of trajectory, and they started getting their mojo back. Jimmy took the mojo out of this game with his quarterback play, and I don't want—I don't care what you want to blame it on. I hate when we say twenty-seven million. I don't care if the quarterback making twenty-seven dollars. They should be able to make throws. You know what I'm saying? If you're in the NFL, you should be able to make throws. If you're going to be an NFL quarterback on any team in the NFL, you should be able to make throws, accurate throws. Or why are you quarterbacking? Go quarter something else. I don't understand that. I'm a little bit upset with Jimmy Garoppolo because I am the ultimate Jimmy Garoppolo defender, and there's nothing I can defend him on now other than some stupid-ass ankle injury that he should have not played. And then, Tony... You need to talk talk to your coach because if he is not ready to play because of some ankle, then your coach should not put him in the game. Just like you shouldn't have put Coleman in the game. And Mike spoke about that. And look what happened. Now Coleman's out. Jimmy Garoppolo's out. And everybody else is out on this field. Now, let's go. Let's get to the show. All right, news. Let's talk about some news. We got breaking news today. Shout out to NBN for breaking the news for everybody that's tuning in to the NBN Nothing But Niners channel. They broke the news. The 49ers made a trade. If I'm not mistaken, and they traded Quan Alexander. So let's get to this breaking news, man. Who wants to break this down? I'll take it. Go ahead, um, brother. Basically, the 49ers sent. I think I'm lucky, but 49ers sent Quan Alexander to the New Orleans Saints today. It was announced probably this afternoon, sometime. Um, the guys from the Niners jumped on that real quick. Um, basically, they traded him, clearing up a ton of cap space for this year, next year, and the year after that. And they get a fifth round pick in return. And when the rest of the details came out, it was Kiko Kiko Alonso coming back to San Francisco, which once I heard there was a player involved, I was kind of like, oh, wait a minute. What kind of contract is coming back to us? The guy's on a one-year deal. Last year of the deal. He's done after this year. So great win-win situation for the 49ers. I know they're going to lose the the on-field hypester, but, you know, it was a business move and it had to be done. It had to be done. I'm sure there are other guys on this team that can give some type of spark or some type of energy. Um, and if not, if not, whatever. The defense, like Annie said earlier, they just, everybody looked awful. And you know what? I'm, I'm You know, people, people on Twitter all day talking about, oh, well, if Jimmy would have scored, the defense gave him two possessions to score and Jimmy couldn't get in zone. No doubt. For real. For real, though. Let me just remind you, mother suckers, that the score was 13 to 7 at the half. So whether that happened or not, it did. But my point is the defense at the end of the game, they gave up 37 points. It ain't all just on Jimmy. It's a bunch of stuff that didn't go right. And when we talk about the defense, we're gonna talk about this secondary. Because the secondary, in my opinion, 
has issues. I understand we don't have a pass rush, but before we get into that, I'm going to let Andy, we're going to talk about some of these room, uh, these injuries. All right, Andy, so I'm going to go ahead and put these injuries up here real quick. We're going to get to the nitty gritty Niner injury report, and then you can go ahead and talk a little bit about some of the injuries that we got, and I got a list of other injuries. You know what I'm saying? But let's talk about the two big ones. All right, so let's go ahead and get that started. The biggest injury of them all. Go ahead and take it, baby. Yeah, uh, Jimmy's ankle, um, he's out indefinitely. I mean, you heard, I think it was Adam Schefter who said he's thinking it's like six weeks, but you also hear that he might need surgery, possibly. Um, He's got some torn torn ligaments in that ankle, so it it could be a season under. You never know. I mean, you don't just pen. It depends on what they're thinking they want to do with the season. If they want to still go for the playoffs or if they think he's done. So. All right. So you said that it's po- the possibility he might be out for the season if he grabs and get- if he gets that surgery, right? Mm-hmm. All in favor of Jimmy getting the surgery, say aye. <laughs> so it's just me. Look, I, I'm indifferent on it. I don't. I don't know. Like, he- here's my thing, man. Like, when it comes to Jimmy Garoppolo, again. No, I already said it already. I've been a huge supporter. I can talk about it now, okay? Yesterday, Russell Wilson threw up a rainbow. I think it was to... It wasn't... I think it was to lock it. And when he let it go, I got all nervous, man. I'm saying, like, for him, I'm like, dude, why would you make that throw? And guess what? First down. Almost a touchdown. That was definitely to Metcalf, bro. To Metcalf? Yeah, Lockett ain't having and Lockett didn't get any too many targets, man. Bro, I was as lethargic as our entire team was yesterday, just watching it. Like, but the, my whole point to this is, I think that way because if Jimmy were to throw that, it, it, I think we know what the result would be. You know, again, I'm not harping on Jimmy, but you said it, bro. Like, if you're gonna be a quarterback, be a quarterback. You know, I don't know what the issue is here, um, but at this point. It, it, I think it, it it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We're moving on from Jimmy. If we don't, fine. I'm still going to stand behind him. But uh, I think if they were certain on Jimmy, we'd have more of a of a certain answer with them. So, or not certain. I, I think if they were set on uh, staying with Jimmy, I think we'd have more of a certain answer with him. Not a maybe on surgery. Yeah, I mean, I'm, Tony can probably break it down. I mean, a lot of a lot of stuff has to do with contract numbers you know walking away from a guy with you know money guaranteed and things like that i mean tony what can you add like how can the 49ers you know will they move on from jimmy that's one question but how can they move on from jimmy uh, other than via trade like i I mean i know that's the they could they could find a release and how would that hurt them and and that's my question to you two million dollars negative two million dollars in dead cap and they would clear 23 24 million it don't look right off the bat it don't look good that's why that's why i keep saying this and i don't mean to be repetitive but that's why they did not touch his contract it don't look they good for jimmy g it. bro it, it, guys I'm, I'm sorry for those that love jimmy g out there we all love him you know what i'm saying but this guy might have to go out and, and, and get a new profession be a porn star or something it's like it is not looking good for jimmy g it could be 49ers i mean it could be a number of things it could be that this system is way too complex for him. There's too many reads. There's too much, there's too disciplined as a quarterback. I, I don't know what it is. They don't want to hear that, though, Tony. I'll tell you right now. Yeah. If they decide to move on from him, he will be a New England Patriot in a matter of seconds. Easily. I'm telling you right now. And, 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 and don't so, get it twisted. The trade deadline is coming up, which is this week. There's a possibility that might just happen. There's a, a, a small 
small possibility. But if he's going to flourish anywhere, it's going to be New England. It's going to be New England. What's good, Niner Gang Podcast? Appreciate you, fam, fam. Listen, we got another injury, guy. Look, Donnie, I'm going to give this one to you because this is my guy. So we got another injury. This guy's going to be out for eight weeks, yo. Eight weeks. I think that's minimum eight weeks, too. So it might even be longer than that. If you didn't heard, now you heard eight weeks. George Kittle, talk about it, Donnie. Uh, yeah, broken bone in his foot. Um, I think when Kyle talked about it yesterday and said we had to wait for MRI results today, I kind of knew that that's, you know, that that's where it was going to go. Um, eight weeks without Kittle. Um, and we're, apparently we're going with Mullins now. Um, this right here pretty much stuck a couple forks in our season, I think. Uh, George Kittle. But let, let, let me just talk about this, though. That catch that he made pre-injury, the one that he got injured on. Mm-hmm. Come on now. That's why he's your guy. That's why he's all our guy. That I dude mean, held onto that ball, and not a lot of guys can do that in double coverage. He, he, he's definitely a beast, uh, especially when given the opportunity. Uh, but but he's starting to, to me, he's starting to appear to be just a tad bit fragile. Um, and I'm trying to figure out, like, is Kittle brittle? Like, what's going on? Because he's starting to get a lot of these little chippity-dippity injuries, always in the feet, always in the ankles, always in the knee. It's always something. And this is not a knock towards him because I'm not knocking his ability to do stuff. But is that a concern going forward? I mean, we paid this guy a lot of money. Like, what's it's good? A concern. It's a concern with me on how uh, Kyle Shanahan wants to play him. I think Kyle Shanahan needs to tell him, hey, relax a little bit. We don't need you to do everything. We need you there for, for the crucial plays and stuff. You know, you can't expect a guy that is going out and pancaking linebackers like it's nothing, a tight end, and and taking the kind of hits that he takes and playing like, dude, the guy plays like a lineman. I mean, when, when it comes to hitting people, it's insane. Um, or a linebacker. It's, it's, it's crazy. So you can't really expect, yeah, he's going to be brittle. That's what I'm saying. What do you think, Tony? You think You think he needs to change his style of play? No, you can't do that. He's that type of – you're wired that way to play that type of style of football. Um, Like I see someone in here say like Kittle's injury prone. Yeah, okay, maybe he he does get banged up. But he's A, very aggressive. B, if he does get banged up, we saw last year when he went down in Arizona where we all thought he tore his ACL when his knee hyperextended. He was back in two weeks, three weeks on the field running around like a madman. So that's what I'm saying, Tony. I'm not saying to change. I'm not saying that I feel he should have to change the way he plays. I'm just saying if you don't want him to get hurt, um, you're going to have to lighten him up a little bit because that's not that's not how he gets down. You're going to get hurt playing the way he plays. And it's not. Yeah, it's been they're saying one a season now. And now looking back. Yeah. But, um, you know, he also came back last season. He also came back this season from the from the, uh, the last one. So who knows? I don't know. But I don't want him to play different. I hear you guys. Look, Annie, I'm going to give this question to you. Kelly says, are we going to talk about Kittle celebrating the first down when we're down two TDs? What are your thoughts about that? I mean, I wouldn't call it a celebration. It's kind of like his little his little thing. But, uh, yeah, maybe it was a little little too happy, a little too. Were you? Did, did, did that upset you? Did that make you feel some type of way? Because for it me, didn't. no, it didn't. <laughs> I, I want no, all the energy. You get what I'm saying? So how did you feel like like when he did that? I was already miserable from how the game was going. It didn't really phase me. So I love it. But what I want to say, like about about what you guys were talking earlier with Kittle, I think if you want to have someone that 
I mean, Kittle's the best tight end in the league. I think if you you just have to deal with the fact that he's going to get hurt sometimes. And you have, I mean, Ross Dwelly's not a bad backup. You've got Jordan Reed as a backup too, even though he's rarely healthy. But, I mean, Kittle's gone for short terms, not long periods of time. I think it's just something you got to deal with. That's a good point. That's a good point. Look, Kittle's out. He's out for eight weeks. It's possible he might be out for the rest of the season, depending on how the 49ers season ends. You know, if we're on a playoff run, I can see Kittle trying to work his way back. Um, but if we're not on some type of playoff run, which we are still in the hunt, guys. Look, we are four and four, and with we still have a possibility. It's it might be, it's not even slim to none yet. It's not even slim to none yet. We still have a possibility. Now, as the second half of the season starts working its way in, you know, 49ers got to go out there and do something to do something to gain something if they want to be in contention to even be in the playoffs. And with this new added spot, this other wildcard team being added, there's a possibility. And I believe we're still getting guys back. The question is, though, going going forward, what are the 49ers still looking to do? Because, Tony, it appears that they're trying to free up some bad – space to get rid of, to get out of some of these bad contracts yeah. so that they can do some things a little bit later on. You want to touch on that real quick and then we'll get yeah, I mean like real quick, yeah. When they signed when they signed Quan Alexander, we had no linebackers. Quan Alexander was brought in to replace uh Ruben Foster who we struck out on. Okay. So we drafted Greenlaw that same year. And we hit we hit you know we hit it out of the park with Greenlaw. He's a solid linebacker. He's a great will linebacker made the biggest play probably in last season's the whole year. He, he stopped. That's why we were the number one team is because of Drake Greenlaw. Um, so I guess the team said, all right, listen, you know, maybe we, maybe if we could, we, we'll, we'll try to move on from Quan. We really don't need him at that price. Mm-hmm. So they wind up striking the deal with the Saints. And, I, you know, I don't know what the Saints are thinking to take that salary, but I mean, it is what it is. They did. But I, I just feel that. I don't think – I mean, I think they're trying to get rid of pieces that are not in their plans, okay? Like the Sherman, if he was healthy. The Tart, who's not under contract next year. Um, who else? Like Witherspoon, Pettis, whoever it may be. D4 that they might play. be next, right? D, listen, I don't know if D4 is going to be traded. I do think he will not be a 49er next year, whether they trade or we'll just cut, find out release, release him. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that being said, I, I just think this team – they want to see what they have in this roster. I honestly think they have no shot of winning the division unless Russell Wilson gets hurt because they're already three games back right now, the way it stands. That's how big that game was yesterday because if they didn't, if they won, they were only, I think, a half a game back. Yep. So you're going from a half to three, and now you have all these injuries. So I, I just think they're going to compete, see what they have, and, and just, just go forward. I mean, it, it's to the point where they've lost so many people on this team – you almost got to say, what, what do you want us to do? Just go out and play and see what we can do. It's definitely coming down to that at this point. I mean, with all the injuries, with all the, you know, the the high star quality talent, the, the, the amount of salary cap that's on the injury report, like it's ridiculous. Like it's almost like, just go give me some guys that can suit up and play football like the replacements. We'll just go ahead and give them, you know, give the fans at least a completed season. And then at least the fans can say, oh, we get it. This is what it is. Like, we got you. We understand. Like, we're just beat up. No problem. We'll we'll rest up, heal up, come back next season, try again. You know, hopefully COVID is over with. That's also a factor in everything. 
it's just a crazy, crazy season. You know, I was sitting there arguing with one of my friends. He's a Rams fan. And he was like, look, he was like, look, Breeze, like, don't don't be surprised. Don't be surprised if you guys are just are you, you're going to struggle this season. It, it happened to us. I know we're two different teams, but, you know, they went to the Super Bowl. They lost. And then they ended up going through some shell shock of a season. They had to get rid of high contract players. Todd Gurley is no longer a Ram, correct? Look what the 49ers might somewhat be in sort of a same situation. We just dealing with it more on an injury side. And like Tony said, we might have to free up some of these contracts. Now, I want to switch gears. I want to get into that. The 49ers first drive. This is a segment where we're going to go ahead and bring you guys the first drive. Now, remember, last week I said it could be a scoring drive or a non-scoring drive. We're still going to bring you that first drive. And no, we don't have any video for you, but what we do is we have the play-by-play analysis. I got it all typed up for you. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to try to switch my voice and get to this play-by-play analysis. And I'm going to give everybody one of the plays, and I want you guys to, you know, give your thoughts on, on each play. I can tell you right now, there's six plays on our first drive. The 49ers offensive first drive, all right? Play number one. This one's going to go to Donnie. First and 10, Tevin Coleman, four-yard run. Who are your thoughts after that play? Uh, it's pretty simple, man. It's Tevin Coleman. I mean, that's... that's uh, we're, we're a run-first offense. Kind of have been for a while. Um, four yards. You keep... You get a few of those. Um, that's a first down. Thank you. Thank you you Thank keep you. doing that. Hit him with that ground and pound. Boom. First down. First down. You averaging like say for example, uh, uh, Jeff Wilson last week. I think he ended he ended the game at like five point nine yards a carry. Um, you can carry the entire game like that as long as they don't shut the run down. Um, yeah, I don't think there's too much you can say about that. I was really excited about you know to see what Tevin Coleman was bringing to the game yesterday. Um, to see that first play, uh, it, I was disappointed to see him leave, but you know, yeah, I mean, he, ended up, he ended up leaving the game with a knee injury. Uh, and Tevin Coleman, if I'm not mistaken, Tevin Coleman was almost averaging six yards a carry, almost seven yards a carry. Um, until the injury. He was averaging 6.7 yards a carry. His longest, I don't know why I know these by heart. I guess I do good homework. But his longest was 12 yards. He had a 12-yard run. So that was the first play. Second play, this one's going to go to you, Annie. Second and six, Jimmy Garoppolo drops back, passes to Brandon Ayuk. 19-yard pass. 19-yard pass. I know that's not a deep throw, but it's a longer throw than 10 yards. Give us your thoughts on that 19-yard pass and completion. Yeah, I mean, I don't remember exactly what it looked like, but Ayuk has been huge for our offense. Um, it seems like he's always open. It seems like no one can really, really cover him. It's just a matter of how often Jimmy's going to get to him. Um, I think I think when we see Mullins come in, I think we're going to see a lot more Ayuk because Mullins will probably be more willing to go down the field more. But uh, it seems whenever he makes a pass, he gets 10-plus yards. That's 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 definitely a great assessment. Listen, when I saw that pass, I thought Jimmy was gonna have a great game. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought. Me what I said to myself, right, right, Tony. Like, like, like. Yeah. That's that's what I thought. I said, you wait. I said, wait a minute. Second down. Second and six. Right. Beautiful play action. Probably down, even though it was still second and six. I this wasn't even a play action pass. I said Jimmy's gonna drop back. He makes this connection. Jimmy is going to be able to get down field probably the majority of the game. They have like one of the worst secondaries in the NFL. If Jimmy attacks that, we're gonna be fine. 
Third play. Tony, this one's for you. This, I, I'll take this one. This one was boring. No, I want you to take this one. Here we go. First and 10. Jimmy Garoppolo. Pass to George Kittle. Incomplete pass. Do you remember that play? Bad throw? Bad I route? I remember it clear as day. It hit Talk George about Kittle's it, baby. hand. It hit George Kittle's hand and it had to be caught. It had to be. He had to catch that ball. But mm-hmm. if you go back and watch it, watch Jimmy's footwork. It's atrocious. Horrible. Didn't even step. Both feet were flat and just threw the ball with his arm. That's what happens when your mechanics are not on point, whether it's related because of his ankle. And if it is because of his ankle, shame on Kyle for not sitting him because if you know his ankles bother him, you know he's not going to be able to step and push and and make his throw and and what his follow through. And I, I just don't get it. Like, if it was that big of a problem, sit the damn guy. Okay. They bring in Nick Mullins versus the worst defense in the league, and he put up numbers that Jimmy should have put up numbers. Easily. He put the numbers up that Jimmy should have put up. Uh, is, is it safe to say if Nick Mullins started this game, he would have had over 400 yards thrown? <laughs> well, he did what? 283, 15, right? 15 minutes and uh, 25 minutes, he almost hit 300. Do you get what I'm saying? 283. That's what he finished with. I mean, I know people want to say, uh, you know, I mean, it, 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 we don't know. We don't know what defense they would have, you know, they were definitely blitzing really heavy <laughs> because they know Jimmy's tendencies. They know Jimmy's Correct. not going to throw deep. It, it's not only that. It's it, If Jimmy senses pressure in front of his face, it, oh, he folds. It's done. He folds like a lawn chair. He's done. He cannot throw with pressure coming directly in his face. You see it all the time. And if he does throw, he'll do one of these and throw and turn his whole body and take the hit. Yeah, man. And, and what confuses me about that, guys, is that that wasn't Jimmy. Jimmy Jimmy didn't used to do that. Jimmy yeah, would stay in that pocket, right? Yeah, when, when Jimmy gets an injury, like, I, I think, see, when Jimmy came here in, what, 2017, he used to be kind of like a mobile quarterback. He would scramble for some extra yards, find a way to get the ball out. But after that ACL, he had to figure out how to not really be that mobile quarterback. And then after this ankle, it's not just physically, but it's totally in his head. He sees any pressure and he just, he ducks early. He's, he never throws the ball away. He's always taking that sack. Good point. Good point. And uh, we're definitely going to see a different playing quarterback this week. Obviously, Jimmy's not playing. Nick Mullins should be getting the start. But C.J. Beathard might beat him in practice. I don't know what's going to happen in the 49ers camp. All I know is that Jimmy's going to be out indefinitely. All right, we're going to move on. We're going to rotate. So, Tony, I'm going to give you this one. And then, um, ooh, Annie will get this one. And then the last one we'll give to Donnie. All right? Cool. It's cool. Really cool. All right, Tony, you ready? Second and 10 to Michael Hasty, five-yard run. This was this was our first time seeing Hasty actually. This is off. If I remember correctly, it was off the right side, right? Off the right side. Yeah, um, yeah. I think it was a toss. Was it a toss sweep? I don't know or if it was a, a toss. It looked like more like a stretch, and then he was able to get to the outside. Uh, yeah. So basically, right now he's the best outside zone runner on the team, um, Hasty, because he has that shiftiness and explosion to be able to get to that outside. Um, so it, he picked up five yards on the carry. It, it, he he ran tough all game. I mean, he did have the fumble, but on that play, he he really. He got to the edge and just turned up field. He did a little quick hop step and gained like another two yards off of that. But, I mean, listen, man, this time these guys are going to have an ample amount of time to get reps and show themselves. So, on that play, I liked what I've seen from him. I saw from him on that play, but, you know, the outcome of this game really screwed me up. 
Yeah, I, it's so confusing, you know. It, it seemed like we were rushing the ball pretty well. And even though we were down 13 to 7, I felt like we kind of just got away from the run. I think I think we just stopped running the ball as, as effectively. Once Tevin Coleman got injured, it felt like Kyle just said, you know what? Let's just try to figure out. Let's throw the ball short all game. Let's let's figure something out. See, but that's the problem. Like, everyone's ripping Kyle. I mean, I ripped Kyle for the one play was the Wildcat. I'm, I'm not sorry. ripping him. I'm not ripping him. I'm just I saying. Didn't, I didn't like that play. Not you, but there's fans saying, oh, Kyle this, Kyle that. What the hell do you want this guy to do? He can't go get no rhythm in the play calling because everyone's hurt. One week he has this guy. Next week he's got this guy, but that guy's not in. So it's like this team has yet to play as a full unit all season. Well, and that's not fair to Kyle because Robert Sala went through the same thing. Okay? Robert Sala couldn't call defensive plays for the players that he had at one point. Then he goes out and we get him some players that can play and fit his style of defense. And then the number one defense, number two defense in the league last year, right? And now we're seeing Salah start to struggle again because a lot of those players are out. It's the same thing on the offense. Kyle is a genius. We all can agree to that. But if he doesn't have the players of genius to execute those plays, it's going to be a problem. Now, I like what John posted up here. He said Kyle's playbook is just too complex. That's where I come in. That's where I say Kyle. And I want you know what? Let me get this out of my system because this is where I feel like Kyle needs help. Listen, Kyle, you're a teacher, my guy. This is what you do. You go out there and you teach and manage and do whatever it is to you with your guys, with your players. One thing that I learned of being a good teacher, you can be a good teacher and a great teacher. Good teachers do good things. They manage their classrooms, right? They do all this stuff and, you know, they, they got good lesson plans, blah, 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 blah. Here's what makes a great teacher, though. A great teacher knows how to do differentiation. And if you don't know what differentiation is, that means you're not going to have all the same smart kids at one time in the classroom. You're going to get some kids that have learning disabilities. You're going to get some really smart kids, some l- less than smart kids. And you got to figure out, Kyle, how to make your lesson work for each and every one of those players. So, so- sorry. Sometimes, sometimes you just got to dial it back. It can't always be complex. For those players that get the complexity, boom, you put some extra X's and O's in there. For those players that don't can't quite grasp it, you don't sit there and put them out there to fail, Kyle. You figure out a way for them to understand so that they can go out and they can execute and you can look genius all the time. That's what great teachers do. All right. He did. He did change his offense. I'm not saying he didn't. I'm just saying in a general census and being a great teacher, sometimes Kyle doesn't do that, right? Sometimes Kyle doesn't allow players to form or or, or form to his players. He wants players to form to his style. We've seen it. No, yeah, but clearly he made made the adjustment. Look at the Rams game and look at the Patriots game. His offense went from vertical to horizontal. horizontal. Yep. Why? Because it was easy for Jimmy. What, and, I forgot what game it was. 238 yards, 210 of them were for, yards for, after for the God. catch. Yeah. And That's it was because good. they had Debo. You know, you get what I'm saying? They also yeah, had Debo to, to run the stretch of the field. So that changes up everything as well. I get it. Kyle's missing players. But my point is, if if I'm Kyle Shanahan, I'm, I'm scrapping the playbook. I'm trying to figure out ways to get this group of players to be effective. And I just feel like sometimes those complexities, those those different types of plays, all the motions, I get it. They look good. How many? There's times this season, guys, we've watched players on the defense not budge on a motion. Usually the motion is there to confuse the D. I sit there and watch the linebackers stay still because they know what's about to come. 
They just, jump when Debo does it, though. I'll tell you that. He's a different – He and that's because – They jump when he does it. And, and just another thing is, like, I understand you're saying the system is complicated for X, Y, and Z, but Jimmy went out. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. Kyle went right back to his system with, with Nick. Okay. Granted, the last maybe scores – definitely the last score, but we'll go last two scores were against a very soft defense. I understand that. But still, you saw the play call. You saw the receivers getting open. You saw the ball going to the receiver. It was Kendrick Bourne, IU, George Kittle. Like, the ball was being moved around. You don't see that with Jimmy. It's one lock, one read, and then, oh, shit. Like, hey, you can't do that. I'm, how, I'm, much could you, how much could you curtail your offense to that type of player? Like, I, If you want to win, you you do it. It's kind of like don't... It's kind of like, it, remember when Kaepernick with Harbaugh? I was, you, you took the words right out of my right. mouth. Well, Kaepernick, Kaepernick with Harbaugh, there was a one read. It was a one read. It was a high-low read. It was one read to one side of the field. The high was open, you go high. Low was open, you go low. If not, you run. That was it. And you saw what happened. What happened? What happened, Tony? Teams picked up on him. Nah, son. They Kaepernick got hurt. And when he came back, here's what really happened. You could say teams picked up on it. That's fair. I'm not going to sit there and discredit you, brother. But here's what really happened. If you really want to know the conspiracy report, this is what went down. What happened was uh, Trent Balky and Jim Harbaugh had issues. Let's just call it like it is. Trent Balky extended Colin Kaepernick before he extended his head coach. The deal sucked. But at the end of the day, he still got a deal. When that happened, I guarantee you, and I know Jim won't say it, but Jim showed it. Jim changed the whole play calling up. He decided to go from the high-low read. You know how I know he decided to go from that, Tony? Because the shit working in Baltimore effectively like a mother sucker, yo. Because our offensive coordinator is... Our old guy is in Baltimore running that same offense and doing it really well. You can say Lamar Jackson is better than Jimmy. I mean, uh, uh, Colin, that's fine. I don't care. My point is we went away from Colin's strengths. No team was stopping this guy on that high-low read run. Before it was RPO, it was, uh, oh, my God, what was it called? For zone RP- the, the zone reads. Right. All of a sudden, Nick Foles changes it to RPOs. Because he can throw better than, than Colin Kaepernick. Come on, man. I think there was issues going on. Jim Harbaugh said, I got you, Trent. No problem. I don't like you. Ky- uh, Colin, play under center and make these throws in the pocket. He got rocked. He got injured. <laughs> he didn't get injured running the ball. All right. I'm sorry. I'm getting excited. I, I, just, I just wish sometimes that if, if you know Jimmy has issues... And, and maybe he's just the issue. I'm not saying Kyle's the issue. I'm just thinking that Kyle should change up whatever he needs to if he wants his team to, to win. But you're right. Jimmy goes out. Nick comes in. Kyle goes back to his game plan. They throw vertically. <laughs> like, it's just like it was nothing. And the fans are going, <sighs> like, we're happy. Yeah, again. It, it's hard to defend. I mean, clearly when Jimmy's on the field, Kyle's handcuffed. And you see the players getting frustrated because they're open and he's going dump off right, dump off left. Okay. Dump off right, dump off left. You saw it. I, I said it I earlier. Did. There I was did. a play schemed open for Juice where it was the wheel route. I Wide did. open. And he just turns and goes like this. I saw it. I, I, I know exactly where you're coming from. And I get your frustrations with, with Jimmy Garoppolo. I get everybody's frustrations with Jimmy Garoppolo. Remember, I would defend Jimmy to, to his grave Mm. But it's hard to defend somebody if they're not going out there putting it up. 
You know, faith in, not- in order to go vertical, you got to be able to plant that back foot. He can't do it. And if you look at the current injury report on him, this dude might have been playing with some ligament tears for the, fa- the, the past few weeks. So I don't know if anybody out there has ever had a high ankle sprain. The shit don't feel good. OK, I have. And I was limping for like three months. I couldn't walk without a limp. Okay. Now we're talking about the NFL. They got a way better, you know, medical system going on than, you know, poor little 13 year old me. But I mean, I'm not making excuses for Jimmy. What I'm, all I'm saying here is there's more that factors into it. Jimmy has been playing injured since he got to San Francisco. Aside from that first little few weeks he was here, whatever, he got injured immediately the following season, right? Came back. I mean, still clearly affected by that injury, the the injury, the ACL tear. And we didn't even hear about it until the end of last season. So now you come into this season, you're talking about a high ankle sprain. Um, now possibly ligament tears from that. Um, I want to give the guy a break in, in a sense, because, bro, how could you be a you know, this quarterback, that, some somebody that goes vertical when you can't even throw the ball properly? I ask you any quarter. Yeah, I agree with you, but that's where I go in with. That's where I put this on Shanahan. Not the whole thing. It, it goes on both of them, but Shanahan's got to take some credit for that too. I, it, it's hard to say. It's hard to agree with that a hundred percent because he's still the best quarterback. He's still the best option at that position. You know what I'm saying? Like he's still the best option. So you always go with your best option. Uh, but if the best option is like 60% and your second best option is 100%, think I'm going to go with the second best option because now your first option isn't going to be able to move around like you need him. He's going to get hit. The offensive line isn't perfect. A perfect offensive line is going to allow pressures to their quarterback. And if they blitz, they blitz like a they blitz so much. Just Seattle plays well against one team twice a year, every year. And it's the 49ers. They struggle against the Cardinals. They struggle against the Rams. They they struggle on the road. They struggle, not the 49ers. They come out with a different mindset to play the 49ers. Um, Andy, I want to get back to this uh, last play on the first drive. It's third and five. The 49ers line up like this. <laughs> Talk about it, baby. Yeah, um, it just wasn't, it, you didn't need to do that in that situation. It, you're third and five, you're almost in field goal range, you're pretty much in fourth down territory, you have two tries to get you get five yards, and you just, you can't, you can't mix it up like that, because every single drive that you can get that Seattle, you would just stop Seattle and you get this drive. That is an opportunity that you have to take advantage of. And, you know, Russell Wilson, it seems they always get down early and they come back. If you let them get up early, you know, you're done for. Even that game last year that came down to the, the one yard line, we were totally up at halftime and then they came back. So it was just not the right decision. Not at all. Bonehead decision on my end. Tony, Donnie, thoughts? Same. I'll pull it up again. Bam. 
That's the Wildcat, guys. So if you don't know what the Wildcat is, I'll break it down for you one time. I don't think I've seen this joint since Miami. All right, so, and they ran it effectively. Now, we got Jarek McKinnon lined up, taking a direct snap from the center, and next to him is Jermichael Hasty And Jimmy, uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo's on the right, all the way to the right. Sorry, the picture got cut off, but he's lined up as a wide receiver. Now, trick play. I, 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 cool. Was this the right play to call? Third and five in Absolutely not. Okay. No, all yeah. right. All right. Okay. When, you, when you're talking earlier, Breezy, you were talking about uh, Coleman. The the first carry was what four and a half yards. Yeah. You got uh, Jamichael Hasty that was just pounding yeah. it yesterday. Yeah. Um, you know, and no pause here, man. It, situations like this, man, you got to pound that D. You know, if you're by yourself out there, you ain't got nobody to help you. Pound that D. You know what I'm saying? No pause, because that's the way that, that's the way it has to be. Third and five, you're gonna do this? Come on, man! We got we got one of the best running games in the NFL right now. Are you kidding me? This Especially was- if you flip it to the end zone camera and you see Bobby Wagner adjust the whole defense and bring everybody into the box and cover every gap. It it, 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 it was horrible. It, I, it, it, that was the momentum switch. I swear to God. Yeah, yeah I, I, right there. When I saw that, I said, "That's it." Good point. Because I was going to ask, what was the the momentum switch in this game? Because after after this play right here, it all went downhill. Was it this, or was it the interception by Jimmy Garoppolo? Yeah. You want to know what's scary? I, I was sitting. I was at a family function last night. My cousin was sitting right next to me, and I saw him fumble the ball. Um, hasty. Yo. I said, "Bro, why are they calling that? Giving that to Seattle? The guys out of bounds touching the ball." Stop the clock. I said, to give you know him what? Some time to rest. Yeah. yeah, so I was like, you know what? Then they came back from commercial and, and they had the ball. I said, like, watch, he's the fucking throwing interception now. Right after you. Right after oh, you. Only- right to him. I was yeah. just like, oh my God. Like, yeah. stop. Like, I I lost it. I was like, I can't. So, so Callie's saying the, the interception. Shout out to my man Avery and the family out there, man. Appreciate you, man. Love you, brother. Keep up the great work, man. Keep doing good service for us, the community, man. This guy's out there nursing. He's been a heavy nurse during the whole COVID pandemic. We're still in a pandemic, but he's out there doing his thing, man. So make sure you guys give him a shout out. You know what I'm saying? Callie, Callie is saying it's the interception. And see, I, I beg to differ because we've watched Jimmy come back from interceptions. There was something about Jimmy that was off. Like, we watched him turn into a monster after interception. I really felt the momentum happened on running. And you know what made the play bad? The players didn't look like they knew what the hell was going on. That's what made it worse. I can see if they direct snapped it because it looked like it was a snap. It looked like uh, McKinnon took the snap and was going to read the end. It was like a zone read option with your running backs, right? He was going to give it to Hasty, but he just kept it, and bam, and he gets crunched. And um, after that, I was like, oh, man, you done gave the spark back. You done forced them to go three and out. You gave them the spark back. The defense did hold him down again. The defense held him down on their second drive one more time. Uh, and then the offense is when they threw that interception. And then after that, it was all downhill. What messed me up about this game, and we'll, we'll, we'll keep it moving, was the end of the first quarter. Does anybody remember the end of the first quarter? Six seconds left on the clock. Russell Wilson. Nailed it. Oh. Russell, Russell Wilson's drop backs, throws the ball to freaking DK Metcalf. He outruns the whole defense. Uh, and you want to talk about frustrated? Like, come on, man. First of all, Emmanuel mostly slips. He's... 
He's already playing 95 yards off of the guy. So, yeah, go ahead and take the underneath route. And then he can't even catch up to the guy. No, I get it. He got like 4-1-2 speed. Understood. There's no way that dude should have took the ball from the left side of the hash of the field all the way to the right for a touchdown and outrun the whole defense. Help me out, guys. Help me out, please. You're 100% right. That's unacceptable. That's unacceptable. This is the number five defense. That's unacceptable. I don't care if he's the number four best wide receiver in the league. We saw the same play happen with DeAndre Hopkins because Tony Odin wants to play this short side of the field crap with his DBs. And if he don't get no blame, I don't know if you guys are watching football properly. Because he's the guy that sets his uh, DBs up there. And I guarantee you, that's the reason why Richard Sherman is not playing. Uh-huh. Tony Odin. Talk about him. He never gets any talked about. No one talks about him. Will he be here next season? Tony? Annie? Donnie? Uh, I don't know. It depends on what they do. If they upgrade corners to fit his scheme he could potentially be there because I mean I know we played Cam Newton last week but I think the secondary looked pretty good as a unit versus the Patriots but I mean you you, you talk about Kyle having to adjust he needs to adjust and no one's saying that he needs to adjust so it's yeah. it's kind of like I, I don't know man you gotta I mean let's just remember one thing this team invested heavily in their front four okay their back end are the only guy that's worth anything as far as big money is richard sherman and they signed him off of an injury from seattle mm-hmm. witherspoon is our highest draft pick as a corner everybody else is an undrafted free agent or less seventh round pick sixth round pick so this team really didn't invest big in their secondary but what they did is they did the front so now they're banking on the front getting home to help the back end. So now this year we have no rush and it's totally exposing the secondary. So their theory is, okay, if our pressure, if our, our edge rushers and defensive tackles can get in there and cause him to throw a, like a bad pass with these guys being so far off, they could break on the ball and, and try to steal one. But if there's no pressure, they're going to get picked apart. So now you've got to change your scheme to try to help the front where the front was helping you the whole time. So, it, it, I don't know. You, listen, honestly, I wish they would just shut this season down because of COVID. Because I, it's this funny, season you've been, that, you've been saying that from day one, bro. Like, you've been saying that from day freaking one. You've been saying that from day one. Listen, the, t- the hour is running near. You know what I'm saying? I definitely want to open up the Niners talk line. You get what I'm saying? Uh, the number is right there. I'll go ahead and scroll this. While we're doing that, we're going to go ahead and preview... All right, the pre the, the Green Bay Packers game this Thursday night of um, football. So we're going to go ahead and preview that. Let's go ahead and touch that up a little bit. Let me get this number out here scrolling for those that want to give a call. Listen, if you guys are trying to follow Annie, because I saw Miss Debbie say that, that's her IG. She is not on Twitter. I'm trying to get her on Twitter, but she doesn't want to be on Twitter. But we got to get her on Twitter because she doesn't understand how great the faithful are on Twitter. Now, you're going to get some assholes, but they're faithful. Usually, you're generally great on Twitter. I promise you, your followers will be like, bing, 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 bing. So, we're going to get her on Twitter. I promise. But that's her IG. I'm going to get a Twitter then, I guess. There we go. Look at that. Breaking her off on Twitter. He just got me on Twitter like a few weeks ago. I'm still trying to figure out that whole thing. But hey, it's, it's, 
It's the quickest blog thing now, ever. You just say now, what you want, it goes away. Now he's got me getting an iPhone because, you know. I he's such a bad influence, right? Stuff. No, he's a good... You know what? I want to... You know, let's take a little... Uh, I'm going to break a little bit to lighten it up because, Breezy, I don't like when you yell at me, bro. I love you. You're my brother. When did I yell? Just playing, bro. You you got intense there. I wanted to tell you something. I didn't get to tell you before the show. So I'm at the gas station, right? And uh, I'm, I was getting an energy drink. Something you don't need right now, my brother. But uh, a dude walks out and I had to go and say hi to him, right? I go, and you'll hear why in a second. His name was Jimmy Brown, okay? Goofy-looking white dude, um, you know, other than the gear he had on. And uh, I had to talk to him, and here's why. The fact that his last name was Brown and the fact that he was wearing a Niners hat, a red Niners hat, and a green Celtics T-shirt. <laughs> okay, I was like, yo. He goes, yeah, you know, we introduced each other. I go, bro, like my brother, you you guys would really get along, you know? So he was like, oh, yeah, he introduced me to himself. I was like, wait, wait, your last name's Brown? He was like, yeah. And I was like, that's my brother's last name. So I show him the little, the advert from our show, and he looked at me like, your brother? And I was like, yeah, yeah. And he's like, you got a little bit of a color difference. He's like, I can see where the, the, the last name is... Uh, is different but uh i was like you know what that 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 lightened it up a little bit today i have never seen in california a celtics slash 49ers night. fan yeah just me when i come out there to visit you know what i mean like just me i'm the only person that'll rock some celtics you know basketball shorts and 49ers everything else you know so when i go around I told him I would. Shout out to Jimmy Brown. I don't know if he's watching live or if uh, he's just going to watch it later. But Hey, uh, Peachy, that's probably our cousin. You know what I'm saying? That's that's our cousin, yo. Last name Brown. It is what it is. <laughs> that's what it is. Listen, guys, I want to go ahead and preview this game. Uh, Green Bay Packers this Thursday night. You know what I'm saying? We're going to keep the phone lines open for about five minutes. So it is what it is. I wasn't ready to scrap, y'all. People think I... Look... I just, I was tired of people talking about Quan Alexander as if he was this bum off the street. I mean, unfortunately, he's gone. But, yo, you saw last night, we Drake Greenlaw would have played even better if Quan, I think, was on that field. I, I yeah. will say it. Because that was that allowed Drake Greenlaw to play coverage. That took away the middle of the field. Whatever. Anyway, uh, guys, call in that number if you guys want to get on the air. You got one minute to get your piece off. One. One minute. All right. Let's talk about this Green Bay game, man. What are you guys looking forward to this game? I don't think Aaron Jones is going to play on Thursday. We already know that uh, A.J. Dillon is ruled out with COVID. That means they got Jamal Williams. Uh, what are your guys' thoughts about Thursday? We'll, we'll go Donnie, Annie, Tony, Wayne. All right. I'm going to go a little unorthodox here because, uh, you know, just because I'm sticking a fork in this season does not mean I'm not faithful. I'm not. I'm not saying we can't do it. But here's the thing. Tony kind of said it earlier. We're pretty much in rebuild mode at this point. Um, who we build around, that's going to be determined in the coming weeks. Um, I think we're going to really uh, try to lock in guys like, uh, uh, and forgive me if they're already locked in. I'm not too familiar with the contracts. I get them all mixed up all the time. But we're, of course, we're going to keep guys like Fred Warner. We're going to keep Dre, uh, Dre Greenlaw. Dre Greenlaw is amazing. I think he's a little bit better than Quan Alexander. Um, and uh, I'm glad we kept him. But if I'm Kyle Shanahan going into Green Bay, I'm going to get it experimental. I'm going to start putting players to the test. That would be me because uh, it, 
we're building our offense around a new quarterback next season. Mm. I love you. you but said it. Oh, snap. I, I love you, Jimmy. And you know what? I think you're going to go and do just fine elsewhere in New England because there is no elsewhere other than New England. Oh, man. Look, Donnie, trade. Give me Baker Mayfield, yo. I'll take him. I'll take him. I won't take Sam Darnold. Please don't say Sam Darnold. I don't want Sam Darnold. If I'm going to take one of those young guys, go give me uh, Daniel Jones or something. Do not ever say Sam Darnold. That's just somebody. Somebody's been saying that. Um, Why, Why are you so against Darnold? Because I know I know he needs a shot. You know why I'm against Darnold? It's not because of his skill play. We see I I think Jimmy is not only lacking in skill set, I think his, his his mentality is gone. And I'm afraid that Darnold's mentality might be shot. And that's something that's hard to fix. Now a new team, new start, new city can't fix that. But I don't know if he would fare well here, man, in California, man. I'm just just not sure I would like Darnold. Can he sling the ball down the field? Yep. Yes, he can. I now, just think Go ahead. Take this. First of all, he's a USC guy. So the I California thing, I don't think is going to be the issue for him. Okay. I think he needs one hell of a coach. That's what I think. Yeah, I think, but now you're talking about coaching up a kid. Like, I don't know, man. With this offense, he better dial it back. Remember something. This team took a chance on a guy who couldn't throw the ball at the side of a barn and turned out to an all-pro quarterback. Do you know who that was? I got you, brother. I got you. All okay. right. Remember so he, that. Yep. You Okay. But that was different coaching. Yeah, but you know what? Ky, listen, Ky, you you guys can't take – Kyle you're right. is, is a phenomenal coach, man. You're right. I'm, I'm not saying he's not. You're right. It, it's – listen, I'm not saying Sam Darnold is the fixture – is the is going to be the fixed problem to this whole team. No, it's not. But you got to realize something. If they get the top pick, they're going Trevor Lawrence. Right? So now that makes Darnold expendable. If they say, listen, give us a fourth rounder for Sam Darnold, you take it. You take the shot. You still draft the quarterback, but you take the shot. Because remember, we have no quarterbacks under contract next year. Especially if we move on from Jimmy. Is Sam only worth a fourth rounder because he was a first rounder? I'm trying to – because he's definitely not worth a fourth rounder. Well, it's kind of like, okay – if they didn't draft him and they, were, they weren't sending the Inklings out like they weren't going to draft, you can get more. But everyone knows if Lawrence comes out and they have the first pick, they're taking him. So yeah. you're, you know, you don't have the equity like you would if he was like still your starter. So listen, I mean, it is what it is. You, you, you take a shot. I, I personally would take a shot over Baker Mayfield. I would take Donald over Mayfield. Me really? Personally. Yes. The reason why I like Baker. Is because he gonna sling the ball every single game. You're gonna get some interceptions, you're gonna get some touchdowns, you're gonna get a guy that's gonna scramble outside the pocket. But you can you imagine Baker Mayfield in a real system though? Like a real like a Kyle Shanahan system? This wasn't a shot or a stab at him. I just yeah. think he is mobile enough to extend those plays. He's mobile enough to beat a guy. I just think that the 49ers need a quarterback. Ala Kyler Murray, Ala Russell Wilson, nothing like Jared Goff. I think those days are over. And I think Kyle is starting to come to fruition and say, you know what? We need a different, we need an upgrade at the quarterback. Like we need a different style of quarterback. Remember, and I I think personally, Kyle Shanahan is scared of mobile quarterbacks because the RG3 experience traumatized them. But I think he's starting to realize that the league is different. Guys Can are I- faster. 
can I ask you guys a question real quick? Um, I'm seeing in the I've seen in multiple platforms in the comments people bring this guy up. Um, I personally don't think he's going to play again, but who knows? How do you guys feel that maybe somebody or not somebody Colin Kaepernick would fare in a Kyle Shanahan system? Hypothetically. Do you want to talk about dialing it back? <laughs> it's not a knock against him. He's not, he is not a pat. He is not your typical pro style quarterback and Kyle's system is a pro style yeah. system. Pro I mean, style. he could alter it and run, go back to like maybe a pistol look more of a shotgun look, do an RPO and, and zone read. But like, you know, Kyle likes to throw the ball as well. Now, I, I just, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't know. I, it's nothing. It's not a knock. I, I'm talking about strictly from a quarterback skill set. Nothing yeah. else. Get this it's guy good. out of retirement. It, and that's, if you're going to get somebody out of retirement that can still play the game. The Colts ruined him. Yeah. Mentally, right? And physically. Mentally and physically. They ruined his shoulders like a noodle now. Jeez. He probably but, gave him that weight too. Getting back to, to Kaepernick, I just don't think he has the skill set to play in this type of offense. Because remember, they had him on the roster when they they were there. Mm-hmm. They could have kept him. They could have, but Tony, it was so much stuff going on, man. It's just like uh I you know what? You're right. I just wish that they would have gave him a shot. Just I'm saying, see. I'm saying to alleviate the off-field shit. I'm talking straight X and O's. Okay. Like, oh, he's not talent. an X and O guy, though. <laughs> you said at the beginning of the show, high low, baby. How low can you go? Speaking of that, yeah, we got to yeah. get to the high lows. Listen, we got a couple yeah. of questions, all right? And we got a couple of questions. We got one from Melissa. She asked a question, so I'm going to ask you guys to everybody. Since my question to all of you is to various more, Jamar Taylor. They're going to get more field time. Also, do we keep guys like Givens, Hyder, who've been really solid dudes? Uh, Various Moore and Jamar Taylor are going to get more field time. I didn't think that the Shark played a, a bad game. No, I thought I thought K1, K1 was really solid. I I think Tarverius Moore should get more playing time because Jimmy Ward, I'm having problems with Jimmy Ward. He's not getting to the getting to the ball. You always see him. He's coming in like two seconds late making a tackle. You're like, well, why can't you break up a pass? Why can't you force a fumble? Why can't you sack the quarterback? He's never making making the big play. And we just we signed him on a new contract this offseason. I mean, it seems like all the guys we paid are having underwhelming seasons. This is his second year under that contract, right? Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. But, but you're right. And uh, Tony, let me ask you this question. Can we move on from Jimmy Ward? Can he be traded? Yeah. And, and, it not, and not hurt us a lot? Look, you got to realize, you got to realize the way the 49ers structure, structure their contracts, there's always a loophole to get out. That's ah. why they had such a big problem with George Kittle, because they had to go against the grain what they normally do when they're structuring of contracts. So you're so, saying there's not a big out in the Kittle contract? There is, but it's going to be further down the road than it is with the other ones. Nice. Like, I think, I think Armstead has an opt-out after 21. I think Ward has an opt-out. I would have to go back and look at spot rack, but I think he might have an opt out after this year, but I'm not a hundred percent sure on that, but all right. I mean, it's all structured the way they structure their deals. 
Got you. We're going to get to one phone call. Listen, uh, we're going to call the person. They're going to address the question. And then, you know, after they do that, we'll hang up with them. And then we can um, answer their question on the air so that no one's delayed. All right. Let's go ahead and give this person a call. got to get you back on, man. So hit me up for the text message. We'll get you back on. I promise. We'll give you another call. All right. We got another one. Our question, you guys. This is from Vince from Jersey. Shout out to Jersey, baby. They're in the building. Does New big, does big Trent. I want Annie to answer this one. Does Big Trent come back next year? And then, Tony, you answer the second part. How much will it take? Does Big Trent come back next year? And then, Tony, how much will it take? Trent Williams, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think he comes back next year. He's been, he had a rough start, um, but he hasn't, I saw that he hasn't allowed a single, a single pressure since the Dolphins game. Um, I think he's going to be a solid piece of the offensive line. I think we've got to build off of him. I mean, once we get like, we're on our fifth string center, once we get these guys healthy, it should be a manageable offensive line. But if we're looking at guys to get rid of, I'm looking more at like Mike McGlinchey. So. Yes. Thank Moving you. on from the high draft pick. Hmm. All right, Tony, how much will it take to get a guy like Trent Williams here? We be putting oh. Tony on the spot. We call Tony spot rack Tony or something because we be putting him on the spot with these numbers. He wasn't prepared for this. <laughs> I would say it's probably around the $15 million range. How many years, though? Oh, years? How old is he? 32, 31. 31. I want to say 31, but I think he might have had a birthday to make him 32, but somebody somebody don't tell us. I would do a two-year extension. That's it, huh? I would do a two-year extension. Because honestly, I, I think he's, his play has been picking up as the season goes on. Mm-hmm. He's been improving week by week. I think he's been – he he's definitely a lot better than week one. Um, yeah, I, I would do three years. The way they structured their deals, I would do three years. And remember, okay. the Niners did the right thing with this guy. Yes, sir. Okay? They paid and him they off. They drafted him. Yes, they sir. said, you know what? Listen, we know you've been out of out of football for two a year and a half. We're going to make your, your contract fully guaranteed and pay you up front right now. What's going to be they have to do that. What's going to be interesting, we got another call or two, by the way. What's going to be interesting is to see how well Trent plays now that Nick Mullins is back there. And I remember, oh man, there was some stuff going on, and uh, it was gonna—it's gonna be interesting to see how um, how well he plays with Nick Mullins back at quarterback. Uh, so I can't wait to sit there and break that down. Look, we're gonna give our—we uh, got another caller, and this is pretty cool, man. I like this call-in thing, yo. This is Dylan, 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 Dylan from North Carolina. Five great rappers in this group. <laughs> Hello, Dylan. What's going on? Hey, so the question I have for you guys is, after finding out about Jimmy's injury today, are you guys still committed to Jimmy, or do you think we should draft a, a quarterback in this upcoming draft, and if so, which one? Love it, yo. We truly appreciate the call, man. We're going to answer your call when you hang up so you can hear our answers on the air. How about that? All right, sounds good. Looking forward to it. Appreciate you, brother. Stay faithful. All right, have a good one. Peace. Can I can I start this one, Breezy? Absolutely. Um. So I'm going to tell you like this. I'm committed to Jimmy Garoppolo 
until he's not wearing a 49ers jersey no more. Just like this week, I'll be committed to Nick Mullins until he's not on this team anymore. I'm with all our guys until the wheels fall off. Now, one wheel has apparently f- uh, fallen off of Jimmy. Uh, that sucks. But you know what? I'm I'm with I'm with I'm with the program. Put it that way. But yes, to kind of simplify it, I think he's done. And the, the draft, there's a good draft class coming up this year. If we can get high enough in those draft picks, yeah, it's gonna be a weird draft class for me because I ain't been following college football because I'm a Big Ten guy. And there's only a couple of guys I know. I know there's this quarterback out of North Dakota, Trey Lance or something like that. And you got another guy out of BYU. I know Trevor Lawrence said he's not coming out this year. Plus, he has the COVID virus right now, so I don't even think he's playing. So I don't know how we're going to look at these draft guys. We still have to draft. um, But it is what it is. Do you guys think he's done? Annie, Jimmy, done. Tony, Jimmy, done. Yeah, I mean, I don't want him to be done, but I I think he is done. I think we all want to want to hold on, hope that he's going to, you know, have some some miracle that he's going to be some guy that that we've that we've hoped he could be. But I think we got to draft a quarterback, especially because if you go out and get some free agent quarterback, you're if you get someone like Kirk Cousins, you're looking at paying like 30 million dollars, something around that. I think you got to draft someone and the smart teams. I mean, you look to like the Packers. Jordan Love, I mean, it's not – imagine if we had some guy, some rookie quarterbacks, you know, getting ready to take over for Jimmy next year. I think you got to draft a young a young guy and get him ready. I, I agree. Yeah. Tony, done? I think he, I, I think he's done as a quarterback. But no matter what, this team is drafting a quarterback, whether they decide to keep him or they decide to move on from him because both of the backups are, are free agents. So we have no one behind them. So no matter what – they will address the quarterback in the draft as well as an undrafted free agent as well. Okay. I like that. And for me, stick a fork in the baby. He's done. He's done mentally. And if he can't play, figure it out mentally, there's no way he's going to come back physically. I think he's done as a 49er. I think we've seen it when he got – all right. If you, if you watch the game, Jimmy walks off the field limping, right? And then if you keep watching the game, he's now walking into the locker room and then the announcer said Jimmy was benched. So that that's not right. Yeah. All right. I'm lining up. I just want to make sure we're on the same page, right? Because we watched him walk off hurt. But then they said that he was benched. So something got misconstrued. Somebody said something that they wasn't supposed to say. I think he got out there, man. I think Jimmy is done just like you guys. Listen, we're going to wrap this show up, man. Thank you guys that called. And I do want to get to one more thing. We got this segment that we're going to call the highs and lows, right? High, low, or whatever. How low can you go, right? And for the high, low, you're going to give me a high player on offense and a low player on offense, a high player on defense and a low player on defense. That means somebody needs some work and somebody did really well this past week. All right, we're going to start with our guest, Annie. Give me a high on offense and a high on defense. We'll do highs first. Um, Hi, I'm going to go with, I want to go with Kendrick Bourne. I thought he had a, a better a better game than usual yesterday. You could tell he had a lot of energy. He was trying to get those yards after the catch. So I think he he stepped it up as best he could yesterday. Um, low. Two two guys. Oh, I want to go with kind of unusual. I want to go with Trent Taylor. Just because 
I I don't know why we still have him. I don't see any <laughs> good production from him. And it's just frustrating me that we're holding on to all these guys that don't do anything for us. Same I, with Mike Pettis. <laughs> I, I, I love you. I love look, the one. Listen, you mentioned players I didn't think you were going to mention. Shout out to you. Make sure you guys are following her at NFC Niners on Instagram. And you better pull up that Twitter right now. You should be you should be taking your phone and going on Twitter. Make sure that name is available so you can go ahead and, and, and log in. <laughs> I guarantee you, you'll have at least 45 subscribers, like likes right now. I can guarantee it. Um, I like those players. Uh, Tony, you're next. Highs. My high is for on offense, I'm going to go with Ayuk. Uh, not only because he had a pretty solid game, but he also saved the 49ers big time when uh, Jarek McKinnick dropped that ball on that reverse, the double reverse. And the low, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. Mm. The obvious. Yeah, nice. I'm going, Jimmy. Donnie, highs and lows. Well, my high was me high. My, my high was pretty clear. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo. No, I'm kidding. Um, no, uh, Tony said it. Brandon Ayuk. Uh, this dude's got a future ahead of him. That's all I'm going to say. My low, uh, Mike McGlinchey. Ooh, man, Mike McGlinchey be getting the work. All right, let's go in reverse. Donnie, your lows um, on on highs on defense. Oh, you went Jalos already. I wanted a high on defense too, but let's go with your high on defense, Donnie. Uh, my high on defense was uh, pretty Fred Warner. I mean, really? uh, the dude. I, I mean, not even just if you, you're not talking about just uh, these these big plays. I mean, when you look at um, stuff, the cameras don't really show you. Look what he's doing off screen. I mean, the dude is just he's everywhere. That dude, he's I'm. I think I probably watch him too much. You know what I mean? But uh, <laughs> I see what you did there. Um, poor Annie. Uh, my, low, my low, this is going to be kind of surprising. Uh, or probably not. Um, I'm going to say uh, Robert Sala. Oh, I like that. You took it to the coach. Yeah. You took it to the coach. Was it because of non-adjusting? Uh, yeah, I just think he expected stuff. I I, I don't know what he expected. I, to be honest, I, I was confused. Um, we, if you guys notice, at the beginning of the game, we had Seattle shook. At the very beginning, they were looking. Uh, they were looking pretty lethargic there. So um, I don't know. Go ahead. You guys can go. I got to tell you what happened. Schottenheimer, Schottenheimer made his adjustment, but Salah didn't make his. There you yeah. go. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Tony, uh, high and low on defense. I don't know if we did this already. I felt like we did, but. I'm going my high week, week in and week out is Hyder. Oh, my God. This is why I'm not part of this segment, because I think Tony's be stealing my instant uh, Hyder is, he's got a nonstop motor. He's always around the ball. Um, I think he did get a sack. He could have had two. But, you know, he, he's just a high effort guy, man. And I really hope they bring him back. Yes, My yes, low, yes. Manuel Mosley. Okay, finally, Tony is officially in my notes. All right, he's officially in the breezy notepad. And I, I didn't send that to him because it was hidden. Good job, Tony. All right, you don't even got to explain it. Annie, who you got? Highs and lows? Hi, I'm going to go with Marcel Harris. I mean, he made a couple of mental errors yesterday, but he didn't. I just like seeing how hard he hits. He is a hard-hitting, playmaking safety, and I think that's something Tart can learn from. Um, 
low, I'm I'm gonna go with Jimmy Ward, the other safety. I just he was just really on my nerves yesterday. And I don't know if it was Sala not giving them like not having them do a double team on Metcalf or what, but he just wasn't he wasn't getting there in time. He never does. I love it. My lows out of the whole game, Tony Odin. You suck. You I, I just don't think he understands the players that he has. And because of those players, he is struggling. The players are struggling. Jimmy Ward is having the worst season of his career healthy as a 49er. Worst season. Healthy. He's, he's healthy and he's having a bad season. And I really think it has to do with the DB's coach. Guys, we truly appreciate you guys for tuning in to the Nitty Gritty Talk, man. I tried to keep it as gritty as I could with keeping it, you know, clean. You know what I'm saying? I think I slipped up just a couple of times. You it was did a good job. I did. I do a lot more words I wanted to say. I am not happy with this loss, but I am looking forward to our future. Unfortunately, we got, a, got some injuries we're going to suffer. Green Bay this Thursday night. Real quick, we're going to win this game, and we're going to get up out of here. We winning the game, Donnie? Uh, yeah, I'm always going to say, yeah, I'm, I'm a faithful man. Come on. Um, okay. let's, Breezy, uh, we haven't even really talked about it yet, but is there going to be a schedule change for uh, Sizzling Sundays and Nitty Gritty Niners due to the Thursday game? Yeah. So there won't be a Sizzling Sunday show because the show's called Sizzling Sunday. So <laughs> we're not going to do a Sizzling Sunday this week for the Green Bay joint, but find us. We'll be back for the New Orleans Saints game on that Sunday. So how about that? And as far as this, there will be another Nitty Gritty Niners show airing Friday. Friday, yes, Friday, the day after the game. It won't be live, but it will be up here, I promise you, because I got to work Friday night. So we'll make sure we get you a Nitty Gritty Niners show, all right? Well, yeah, and uh, Avery, uh, talk to me if you're not following me on Instagram or Facebook. Um, unfortunately, I'm in Facebook jail right now because me and shout out to Kevin Parker out here, we had to go in on some some unfaithfuls yesterday, and, and they get a little bit sensitive. So, but <laughs> so you guys know, if I see that on Facebook, I this is Nitty Gritty Niners gang i got your back and i'm going in you these people really ain't seeing me on the insults that's why they got a report like little girls you know but you know we got this thing so uh yeah avery hit me up we'll we'll get you scheduled on for the other show um oh yeah. that's why because donnie does the bookings so get it yeah he, he just said hit him up there you go avery i hope that's what you were talking about and, yeah and donnie does the, he's the producer of the sizzling sunday show i just show up and be cute and we're gonna, we're gonna get Annie back on again. Unfortunately, uh, due to a technical error on my end, uh, the show ended shortly or early the other day. So we're gonna get Annie back on too, and she's definitely gonna be back on Nitty Gritty Niners for sure because we all love Annie. Annie, you you got fans over here. So yeah. if you're not following Annie, NFC Niners, she is quick with the news. I'll make that better. Yeah, guys, give her a follow. When I talk about, when I say her, her news is quick, she is quick with the news. I know we follow all of our other favorites, 49ers News, Our 49, Our 40. We follow, she's doing the, her thing. Make sure you give her a follow, repeat, repost, everything. You know what I'm saying? Do that. Listen, we got one more question before we get up out of here. I promise West Coast, uh... Uh, West Coach 76 that will read his question on the air because he missed the phone call. He's putting the kitties to bed. My apologies or whatever like that. But let's read his question. Do you think in 2023 when Aaron Rodgers' contract runs out, the 49ers go after him since the Packers drafted a QB? As two years from now, Aaron Rodgers will be 96. Do we go make a pass at an old-ass quarterback? <laughs> no. I don't I think not. so. <laughs> Keep it simple. No. Annie? No. Tony? 
That was a weird yeah, note. What I don't understand is that if, if they're in Super Bowl contention to make a playoff run, why would Green Bay want to get rid of him, especially to us? Like, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was waiting for it to come out. This is not a dumb question, by the way. This is a great question. The issue is, hit up Donnie. The issue is, I get where Tony's coming from. Listen, the Packers aren't trying to go anywhere, West Coach. They trying to contend each and every year. They play in a weak division. I mean, the Vikings, they play in a weak division. So they're going to try to compete. I think that they're going to allow this Jordan Love guy, whatever his name is, to sit there and just learn until it's time to give up the ghost. The same way what happened with the transition from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers ain't going nowhere. That was a double negative. He isn't going anywhere. I, I can promise you that. Guys, great show. Final thoughts before we get on up out of here. We'll start with Tony, Annie, Donnie, and then I'll close it out. Nah, man, just ready to watch him versus the Packers on Thursday night. Um... See what this team's made of. Fight or flight. You know what I'm saying? So, and a lot of these guys are going to be trying to get on the roster for next year. So, listen, I'm not saying they're going to back down, but these guys are fighting for spots next year. So, I love you. Fight or flight. Annie, what you got? Yeah, I mean, this week is interesting to me because I think there's a, there's a lot of talk about Mullins and we're going to finally see what he's really made of. You know, you could say the Eagles game was a, was a fluke that – he he choked, but you're gonna figure out what he's really made of. Love it, Garco. Close us out, baby. Uh, Packers game. What, what's your thoughts? Uh, I think, uh, like I said earlier, I think this is the time for Kyle Shanahan to really put some of our younger players to the test and see if we got any use for him in the future. So I hope he does that on Thursday. Oh, I like it. So, Donnie, you're saying we're in preseason mode right now. Love it. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Preseason mode week nine in the NFL. Sounds like a plan. Guys, man, I'm I'm just ready for 49er football. Like, I hate losing, and I'm not even playing. But we got to bring you guys the shows. So, I, I, I need this team to go out there and find whatever that resiliency they had last year. Go find a piece of it off the curb somewhere. Find it. Eat it. Do whatever they got to do to get it. Because they need to be resilient and they need to go out there and do the one thing that I know that they do well. That's on Green Bay. Thank y'all so much for tuning in to the Nitty Gritty Niners show. We truly appreciate you, man. We're going to see y'all on Friday. Two shows in one week. How you like them apples, baby? We out. Nitty Gritty Niners. Peace. Go.